Well, good morning, gentlemen. This is an exciting day. And on behalf of the Masters Academy International, I want to welcome you to this international symposium addressing the issue of the implications of inerrancy for the global church. Let me be clear. Inerrancy is a missiological issue. We need to address this without any apology, trusting that we will serve the church around the world uh, in an effective manner today in all that we do. It is the case that our mission is God's mission, amen? And when we consider Christ's commission to make disciples of all the nations, to equip them, to teach them, and to instruct them so that they may obey all of God's written word, we must take seriously the inerrancy, the authority, the sufficiency of God's word. When we consider this issue, in some places we recognize that it might be unintentional neglect, or in other cases it might be overt rejections of this doctrine that calls us to address this issue. When I think of the love of God, we recognize that the love of God demands a love for his word. A confidence in God demands a confidence in his word. A recognition of the authority of God demands an affirmation of the authority of his word. Amen? Consider Proverbs 30, verse 5, that tells us that every word of God is tested. It is proved. Or Psalm 18, verse 30, that says, the word of the Lord is tried. Or in Paul's admonition in Titus 1, verse 9, speaking to those of us who are called to the ministry of the word, that we are to hold fast the faithful word. We can, without any apology, without any hesitation, have confidence in the inerrant word of God. Today our purpose is not only to offer constructive critique on this issue. Our goal is to strengthen the convictions of missionaries and national leaders on this essential doctrine. And we trust that our fellowship around God's word today will strengthen us to that end. It is the case that the church is best served when its pastors and its people are equipped to accurately interpret, to proclaim, and to obey his word. This is the mission of the Master's Academy International. And as we begin our day, I want to introduce the ministry to you by showing you a brief video of our work. So please direct your attention to the screen at this time. In Mexico, Marco spent much of his early adult life drunk or high. In his own words, he was a liar, a hypocrite, an adulterer. Marco heard the gospel, repented, and was saved, and started attending a Pentecostal church. He became a leader in the church, but his hunger for the Word of God was not being fed. He still had questions. He eventually found Word of Grace Biblical Seminary, a training center of the Master's Academy International in Mexico. There, he was taught how to accurately interpret the scriptures and preach them with conviction. Marco now pastors Plentitude of Life Church in Mexico, where he faithfully exposits God's word week by week to over 250 people who are growing in their love for the Lord Jesus and in their zeal to evangelize the lost in Mexico. In Germany, Matthias was born into a Christian home and gave his life to Christ at an early age. After showing himself faithful as a lay leader in his church, he desired to teach, but he knew he needed more training. 
He went to European Bible Training Center, a master's academy international school in his home country of Germany. There he was equipped with skills in expository preaching and biblical shepherding. Matthias returned to his home church in Stuttgart and eventually went on to receive additional training. He is now a pastor in Berlin and also trains other church leaders as a professor at TMAI's European Bible Training Center. In India, Danny was born into an Orthodox Hindu family and spent his childhood worshiping Hindu gods. In ninth grade, he heard the gospel and followed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Danny grew in his faith, and over time he felt called to the ministry. He soon enrolled in the Pastoral Training Seminary, a training center of the Master's Academy in his home country of India. Danny was trained for three years in theology and pastoral ministry. He was taught how to faithfully and accurately exposit the scriptures. After graduating, Danny went on to plant Shilong Grace Church in Shilong, India. The result is a vibrant, growing church that is built up in its faith, effective in fulfilling the Great Commission in India. What do Marco, Matthias, and Danny have in common? They were all trained to be pastors in their own country by the Master's Academy International or TMAI. These are just three examples of what TMAI is doing all over the world in 15 different training centers. Every day, these centers staffed by graduates of the Master's Seminary are training up national church leaders in their own country. These nationals know the language and the culture and are more effective at shepherding their own people than foreign missionaries. With a commitment to sound doctrine, our graduates are planting churches, preaching the word of God, and making disciples. The investment that is made into each pastor at the training center is multiplied throughout the country, and Christ's church grows. TMAI is a movement, and it is only getting started. In addition to our current 15 training centers, church leaders in more than 25 other countries are requesting our help to develop other training centers. But we need your help. Will you partner with us in training church leaders around the world? Will you answer the call to make disciples of all nations? pleased to let you know today we have 18 training centers. We've added three new schools recently, and uh, we're thrilled about what God is doing through them today. And as a matter of fact, I'd like to take just a moment and acknowledge our training center leaders and faculty who are with us today. So if you're part of the training center staff, a dean of the school, could you just stand up so that we could acknowledge you today? <laughs> Tremendous. These men are doing a great work, and it's our joy to serve together. We share a common commitment to a common doctrinal statement, a commitment to the priority of the local church, and uh, it's a joy to see what God is doing uh, through these men. It is the case that we have a number of requests for additional training centers. There are established schools. You'll hear from a number of speakers today who themselves are committed to training pastors. And it's our joy to uh, extend our fellowship and our association uh, to enjoy the like-mindedness and the commitment uh, to the same biblical convictions that we share. We praise the Lord for this movement around the world. To strengthen the church means to strengthen its pulpits first. And from the pulpits, its people will be equipped 
And from there, they will go out to rightly proclaim the word of God, to preach a, a sound and sure gospel, and to make disciples and fulfilling the Great Commission. One of the things that we are grateful to offer today is the book that you received when you registered entitled The Implications of Inerrancy for the Global Church. We took the theme from our event today and used it as the title. This book itself is a collection of articles authored by our faculty from every one of our training centers. They intend to represent the importance of this issue, particularly in their cultural context. As we consider their work around the world, not only do we have 18 training centers, but we're actually instructing pastors and church leaders in over 34 different geographical locations. It's our joy to come alongside the church and to fulfill their vision to equip those in their own region. Today, we have over 120 uh, hundred professor, 120, I'm sorry, 120 hundred, uh, professors and staff who gather together to not only teach students, but to disciple students and to bring them into the life of the church so that they can be effective in their ministry. And today we have 4,000 graduates uh, around the world from our training center. So we praise God for what he's been doing these many years. Not only today our training center is represented, but we have a number of partner ministries who themselves are committed to our same theological convictions, but have a particular focus in ministry that is important for us to advance to the church. And those partner ministries, many of them are exhibiting today upstairs uh, in the room that you had breakfast. And we invite you to visit them, to get their information, and to utilize that contact and their resources uh, throughout uh, your own ministry in the days to come. One of the things I'm most excited about today, though, is the number of international guests that we have here. And if you're visiting this conference today from uh, overseas, if you're an international guest, could you stand right now so that we could greet you? (laughs) Tremendous. Throughout the room. We also have a large number, over 100, who are uh, gathered outside this room. Uh, listening to translation Spanish and Russian, and we welcome you men as well this morning. To you, we want to express our commitment to support you and seek to glorify the Lord in your ministry and your churches. We have a real privilege this morning to open up our symposium. We're blessed to have a man whose life and ministry is characterized by a commitment to upholding the Word of God, unashamed, unapologetic, and has served us so well and so faithfully. We know that about John MacArthur's ministry, but I also want you to know that John MacArthur has been committed from the earliest days in his pastoral ministry to support and to equip the global church. He has a passion and a heart for missions. It's been a joy to see him shepherd our congregation and from our own congregation to send many out around the world. And of course, his ministry through his radio and his speaking ministry itself is international. I have to tell you, it was at his suggestion that we actually convened this international event. It was his desire to make sure that there was an imprint around the world on this important discussion of inerrancy as he focused on on the Shepherd Summit this week. And we are so grateful for him joining us this morning. He's gonna come and open up our symposium in just a moment, but to just illustrate an evidence of his commitment and support to the church around the world, he's gonna leave uh, after his opening comments and actually meet with a delegation of 12 presidents of Baptist unions from the former Soviet Republic who are gathered today to encourage them, to support them, and and to, to work with them. 
Please welcome John MacArthur as he comes to open up our event this morning. John. Thank you, Mark. <clears throat>